nothing out there. There's no pill, there's no drug, there's no stem cell procedure that can circumvent or, or take the place of proper sleep. If you are sleeping less than six and a half, seven hours a night consistently, you're at a deficit, your immune system is getting its face kicked in, and your biological age is increasing at a rapid rate and probably faster than your chronological age. There's nothing more important than focusing on proper sleep. All right, solo cast, here we go, wake the fake up. We're gonna get into the mystical, spiritual, and scientific perspective on sleep. I always talk about how critical sleep is to our everyday life, to our immune system, to our mental health, to our longevity, to our productiveness. Let's explore why sleep is so important, what happens during sleep, and what truly is sleep from a different lens, maybe a little bit different than what you're used to. And so people ask me, Shervin, what is the top three most important things for longevity and health and wellness? Sleep is always in the top three. It's synonymous with youthfulness, rejuvenation, restoration, all of them. Why? Because of recovery, because of balance, because of recalibration. While we're asleep, a lot of things happen. You don't just black out. You're actually in an altered state of conscious. Your body goes into a crawl, your temperature drops, but the brain goes through multiple waves, different phases. And it's very interesting that through the dream state, we're able to explore the subconscious on a deep level. It is my understanding and that of many philosophers like Carl Jung and even Rudolf Steiner, that sleep might be even more real than our waking material life. And for me, getting in touch with my dreams, addressing them, experiencing them, acknowledging them, interpreting them, is one of the most fundamental ways to get to know, your get to know yourself and to build momentum in your life. That's why having a journal next to your bed is so important. Before you reach for the phone, before you reach for anything else, before you start thinking about work, Whatever you just dreamed about, get in there. You know, they, there, there are strategies also for lucid dreaming. There's, you know, there's different pharma, pharmacopoeia or pharmacokinetic stuff that you can do to help enhance lucid dreaming. There's also trainings you can do, theta adaption, things of that nature. You know, for me, once I'm in a lucid dream, it's like it's on. I'm flying around. I'm doing the coolest shit. And I'm really exploring things. I'm also connecting with loved ones and things of that nature. So we can't sleep on the importance and value and the mystical perspective of sleep. Let's get into some, some of the fundamentals. How do we get better sleep? I always hear that all the time. What do I do to get proper sleep? So instead of talking about what we need to add to the alchemy or add to the chemistry, we need to make sure what we leave out. And because we're in this modern world, we are limiting our body's ability to prepare for sleep and we're causing a confusion in the system because ultimately we weren't designed to be living in artificial boxes governed by artificial temperatures, you know, governed by artificial light. All of these things are a massive disturbance to the human biomagnetic field, which is completely 
connected to our biological clock, aka our circadian, circadian rhythm. Our circadian rhythm is the uh, signature of the system in the body that regulates our metabolism, what time we rise, what time we wake up, what time we eliminate, and some of the fundamentals of the capstone of our health. And because of the modern world, many people have a confused circadian rhythm. And when your circadian rhythm is not um, in the right uh, input, if you will, you're going to have confusion throughout the body. And confusion leads to, you know, a lot of problems, including autoimmune conditions, anger, frustration, resentment, depression, uh, lack of self-worth, all of those things. And also, I'd like to add, we're going to, I'm going to give you my perspective on, you know, state-sponsored school systems and having seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and six-year-olds getting up at 6.30 or 6 o'clock or 5.45 a.m. to go sit in a classroom at 7.30, which I think is completely horrendous to a child's development, anyone for that matter, um, but particularly a child's development when they should be getting sound sleep um, well into uh, first period of, you know, chemistry or whatever, whatever is irrelevant that they're teaching in school today. And so, um, <laughs> and so the fundamentals of sleep, what do we need to remove? Okay. Number one, in order to get proper sleep, you need proper melatonin production. We know melatonin is a, uh, is a convergence of tryptophan into melatonin. It's an amino acid that turns into a neurotransmitter. What we also didn't know, but now we know, is melatonin is probably one of the most important antioxidants in the body, just as important as glutathione, maybe even more important. And so how do we produce melatonin in the body? Well, of course, we need to have proper nutrition, but fundamentally, we need to get in front of the sun. And we need to get in front of the sun on the rise. We need the photobiomodulation. We need those waves hitting our skin, getting into our eyes. We need the blue light of the sky getting into our eyes to activate melatonin production. Most people don't know that. Without the sun activating your body first thing on the rise and throughout the, and throughout, um, the next subsequent hours, your melatonin production ceases to exist. And without that production, you're going to have a trouble um, at nighttime um, because you weren't, you're not going to get the release that you need. And so what I do is I make sure that I rise every day and I'm getting my body out outside on the grass, grounded to the earth. Even if it's not sunny where you're at, there's still UV rays that are coming through that can accomplish the mission uh, that it needs to be. So most people don't think that if it's not sunny, it won't do anything. That's, that's simply not the case. There's still light coming through. Um, Number two, no artificial lights in the house. Now, I know that sounds aggressive, but if you are really someone that is struggling with sleep and struggling with your health, you got to go back to the basics. You got to go back to the fundamentals. Uh, in my previous solo cast, I talked about water. This is another fundamental, sleep. And so the fundamental uh, perspective is we can't be bathing ourselves in artificial light all night long. I'd prefer you to not have artificial light in your house in general. In my house, there is no LEDs, there's no blue light, there's only incandescent bulbs and fire. Now, we do have a TV here, um, but after five, six o'clock, seven o'clock, especially in the wintertime or fall time, uh, we're wearing our blue blockers if that screen is on. Um, that's a practice that you must consider. And what's happening is with the blue light, hitting your skin, not only your eyes, but your skin, 
you're tricking the body and, and thinking that it's still daytime. And so you're not getting the hormones needed and the relaxation needed for the body to go into uh, the, the different waves of sleep that it needs in order to rejuvenate. Number three, the food that you're eating. Now, I've, I, I love to intermittent fast, and I've actually changed my structure of food. I'm eating my largest meal of the day earlier on the rise, um, and that's definitely another conversation we'll have on a solar cast. Um, but I say that because I'm not eating big, massive meals past 4.30, 5 o'clock. Why? Because I'm going to sleep around 9.30, 10 p.m. on average. There's no way that my body is going to be able to prepare for a deep, nourishing sleep. I'm not talking about a, a sleep because you passed out because you ate so many carbohydrates. That's, not a, that's, that's your body tired because all the energy just went to your GI tract. That's why you pass out. It shuts off the brain. That's not healthy. I'm talking about a, a deep sleep based on a evacuated GI tract, which means that your body is going to prepare itself properly through the Ayurvedic philosophy of detoxification, meaning every hour the body's organs goes, goes through an expansion and an ex expelling uh, toxic loads throughout the body from the liver to the gallbladder, even to your blood system coming out the lungs, you're breathing it out. Also, you have the glymphatic system in the brain, which is the lymph nodes that run through the brain, which we now know without proper sleep, the glymphatic system's not working, which means you're just building up metabolic waste day after day after day after day. It's no wonder we're getting neurodegenerative diseases and MS, things like that. It's just there's too much um, interstitial acidosis building up in the body because the body can't rid itself of things. And so... Um, my whole thing is don't want to eat late. Have your have, If you're going to eat a larger meal later in the day, and again, I'm eating lighter and lighter throughout the day, um, just make sure it's not past 5 p.m. Another thing is don't, don't drink water, you know, too close to bedtime. You know, anytime that you are putting yourself in a position where you're interrupting your sleep, sleep cycle because your body is pushing your bowels and your bladder, because you have to empty it while it's 2.33 a.m., you're causing a disturbance in that detoxification process and that sleep. And just a little tidbit, you know, most people, if you've done some serious fasting in your life, you realize that after day four, day five, day six, day seven, day eight, even further into the 12s and 15s and 20s, that your, your desire and necessity for sleep starts to lessen. Because you're not having to rid yourself of all of that information, aka food, through the detoxification process. You know, detoxification means, you know, trillions of cells are going through all these different, uh, you know, metamorphoses and all these different things to cleanse the body. When you're fasting for days on end, your body requires less sleep. And I'm just highlighting that so you can understand the philosophy on. Um, why it is that you don't want to go to sleep with a heavy stomach. Um, so again, don't drink fluids right before bed. Have some common sense when it comes to that approach. Also, um, you know, other things is mineralization. You know, are you properly mineralized? If you're not getting adequate levels of magnesium and calcium in your food and other things like that, you're going to have trouble sleeping. It's as simple as that. Magnesium helps calm the nervous system. You know, it's the... It's basically the compound that helps regulate stress and cortisol. Um, you know, every time that your body goes through an extreme experience, it's burning. Its burn factor goes towards magnesium, and so another that that is a that is a common sense approach 
to help mineralize the body and get it into balance. Another thing is, you know, stagnation, which is another another thing that we're going to talk about on a separate solar cast is that if you're not moving your body, you're not your body's not expressing endorphins, you know, you're not building up lactic acid, you're not raising your VO2 max, you're not pushing through insulin and, and blood sugars and getting the liver activated with movement and things of that nature, getting deep, deep breath work through sprints and running on the beach and getting outside and getting negative ions, things of that nature. You know, you're you're stagnating the body. When your body's stagnated, it's going to be dysregulated, which means that your nervous system is going to be stressed out. If your nervous system is stressed out because you're not moving your body and you're not building up those reserves or that hormetic response from the from the stress, you're going to have a lot more difficult time sleeping. Um, you know, when I used to have six hour, seven hour surf sessions, or I was doing two and three a days, or I remember in high school and water polo and all my sports, the, the sleep that I would have those nights, you know, was just extraordinary, extraordinary. I mean, it was like 10 hours of deep REM sleep going into the deepest, deepest layer of sleep and rejuvenation. And I remember how I felt when I woke up on the rise. It was incredible. So that's something that you really need to push upon yourself because they all go hand in hand. It's not just about movement. It's not just about sleep. They all work fundamentally together. We're a holistic being. This isn't an allopathic symptom. We have to really treat the body as a whole. Another thing is... Um, you know, really uh, addressing your, the information that you're bringing into your life, right? So what kind of information are you allowing into your field? You know, if it's toxic, if it's filled with drama, if it's jealousy and envy and all the stuff you're seeing on social media and mainstream news, and now we're dealing with catastrophes all over the world, that's going to raise and spike your cortisol and that's going to bring a level of stress. Now, I know it's impossible to block all that stuff out and I'm not saying put your head in the sand and just sing kumbaya, but just tap into yourself, you know, talk to your body, talk to your heart, talk to your soul, and let let the pressure off from time to time, you know, like a pressure valve and stuff like that. And if anything, just maybe even stay away from that stuff for a while if you're having trouble sleeping, you know, because those things add up and they, they build um, a level of uncomfortability in the body and stress in the body, and that could really keep you from sleeping. Another thing is, you know, the, your partner, you know, who you're sleeping with. So if you have a partner and, you know, not everyone is designed to sleep next to each other. You know, there's something to that. You know, we have different doshas and different sequences in our body and different metabolic rates and energy and all that kind of stuff. And so I've had experience where, you know, there's some people I sleep like a bear next to. And then some people where I can't, I can't even get one hour of good, healthy sleep next to. So that's something um, that you need to explore. There really is something to that. And also the, you know, we can get into the sexual energy too. Like if you're having really amazing intimacy with someone, um, that's beautiful for your sleep. You know, the studies are out that, um, you know, all the, the energy and endorphins and the oxytocin that's built through the lovemaking and stuff like that really puts you in a position to have deep, deep sleep. Um, another thing I want to talk about is uh, as you get older, your ability to get deep delta sleep, like going into the deep realms, um, gets more difficult and more difficult. And it makes total sense because a dysregulated system that's you know built up with toxins and metabolic waste and things of that nature is going to have um, 
more stress on it and more stress keeps you from sleeping. So as you get older in age, be very, very aware of that. So you got to go out of your way to do things like all the things that I just mentioned and also take things up a notch, up a notch, you know, with the darkness and um, really calibrating your sleep situation to perfection. Um, maybe you need to stay away from the stimulants, you know, so like caffeine, for example, uh, doesn't allow adenosine to bind and keeps your body from going into deep sleep. Even one cup of coffee can screw somebody up. And so really understand, you know, how you're approaching um, stimulants for that reason alone. Um, another thing is the temperature of the room and the darkness of the room. I like to sleep in a room that's around 66, 67 degrees uh, in the wintertime. Um, it's perfect. I can keep all my windows open um, and the room is cool and things of that nature. That's really important. And also the room just needs to be pitch dark. There can't be anything blinking in there. There can't be anything that can cause any disturbance. Um, another thing is some people are really um, liking the effects of white noise in the room. Um, I like it. There's sometimes that I don't like it, but I, I've, I've been um, trying it out. And all the things that I'm talking about, these are things that you need to try and adjust to your daily schedule and see how it flows for you. It's all trial and error. And if something doesn't work for one night, that's not enough sample size. Give something at least a week, maybe even two weeks, because your body is has been in a cycle for a long time. You know, this whole thing where I tried this one night, it didn't work, screw that. That's, that's not how it works. You got to give things at least two weeks to be optimal to see how your body adjusts to things. Also, the temperature or the type of mattress that you're using is really important and the pillowcase. Um, I'm a foam mattress guy, organic foam. Uh, really, that, that's what works for me. Um, it keeps my body at a level state. Um, I'm not a big pillow guy, but I do use a thin foam pillow, which is basically like two inches. And um, I prefer to sleep on my side with a pillow in between my legs. I sleep with my heart up, uh, better for the cardiovascular side. So I'm sleeping on my right side. And um, it's been working wonders for me. Also, if you have sleep apnea, which is a big conversation to have, a lot of people have sleep apnea. I actually tested for slight sleep apnea, very mild, but I still have it. Um, you know, my palate is not as wide as it should be. So air has trouble traveling through and my tongue gets in the way. It's a whole thing. And there are surgeries and things that you can do. What I, what I've been doing is using a nasal strip, which has opened up my airways and I've been taping my mouth. Um, I've been actually just started that practice over the last week and I'm, and it, it was first an adjustment. First three, four days was difficult. Um, and then on day four, day five, it started to get better. And then now I'm in two, three weeks in and I'm, it's all starting to come together and I'm feeling better. I'm feeling stronger. I mean, think about it with better sleep, you're getting more human growth hormone re response through the pituitary because it's, it's pinging throughout the night. Um, you're getting rejuvenation, restoration, better oxygen flow. Um, you know, lactic acid is being worked through muscles are resynthesizing peptides, all these things are occurring in the body. It's incredible, incredible stuff what sleep does. And um, there are definitely um, other things that you can do that help enhance sleep. Some people like to meditate before bed, 432 hertz, which brings the system back to a nice coherence. Um, there are technologies as well out there that do some pretty interesting stuff, some you know red light therapies and things like that. Um, but those are, you know, those are extras. 
We got to get the, the fundamentals and basics in place. Um, nothing out there. There's no pill. There's no drug. There's no stem cell procedure that can circumvent or, or take the place of proper sleep. If you are sleeping less than six and a half, seven hours a night consistently, you're at a deficit. Your immune system is getting its face kicked in and your biological age is increasing at a rapid rate and probably faster than your chronic, your chronological age. And so, um, there's nothing more important than focusing on proper sleep. Another thing that we have to consider too is our heart rate variability and the flexibility of our heart in terms of stress and how the electricity works in the heart. And one of the things that really disturbs that is alcoholic beverages. Even one glass of organic wine can, can cause the system um, to lose its electric um, balance. And from there, you're having you know, disharmony throughout your sleep. And most people will tell you, you know, if they have a night of drinks, you know, they're going to be waking up at 3.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 5.30 a.m. because they're never really getting into the deep, deep realms, um, into the into the deep waves of sleep. So that's another thing. Um, if you're an alcohol drinker, I would limit, limit it to at least, you know, maybe one day every two weeks maximum because there's nothing you can do um, that can change that. Um, obviously taking glutathione and taking charcoal and N-acetylcysteine and maybe some probiotics, um, and magnesium will help counterbalance that and some electrolytes, maybe even a raw egg yolk, um, for the choline. Um, but other than that, you know, you're still going up against a battle with alcohol. Alcohol just is just one of those things that it's so disturbing on the body. Think about it. Alcohol was you know, used as an extractor of essence. That's how we get the essence out of flowers and herbs and things of that nature. And that reminds me, we should definitely do a solo cast specifically on alcohol um, and its place in our world and what its purpose was and why it's so uh, detrimental to our overall health and our existence as, as a human and humanity, looking at the micro and the macro. Um, other things with sleep is don't have your phone in your room you know, like just get it out of there. Um, if you have Wi-Fi, excuse me, <laughs> Wi-Fi going on, turn the Wi-Fi off, get the buzzing electromagnetic frequency out of there. Get Just get all that stuff out of there. That's all disturbance. It's, a, it's, it's causing the body to never be able to drop into uh, a calm state. Um, I am in my human design and in my jinkies, it pops up. I'm very sensitive to sound, unharmonic noises. They really disturb me. Alarms, fire alarms, you know, uh, you know, different sirens, a neighbor's dog barking, things like that. It fucks me up and makes me uncomfortable. I can't think, I can't digest food properly. I certainly can't sleep. And so, you know, if you need to put in, um, depending on where you live, if you need to put in um, uh, ear pods or whatever to block the noise and maybe even a um, blindfold, things of that nature to make it as pitch dark as possible, these are things that you can do as well. Um, I think I, I think I covered everything. Another cool hack for beauty and sleep is uh, definitely use a silk pillowcase. Um, the silk does not pull the oils. Um, off your face. Remember, your face has a very specific microbiome, a very specific pH. And so if you're using like cotton and other linens and other materials while you're sleeping, you're just pulling that off every single night. 
And that's, uh, that's very disturbing to the microbiome of the face. It causes wrinkles and agings. I've been using silk pillowcases for the last 15 years. Um, that's a little beauty hack right there. Maybe we'll bring uh, silk pillowcases to Symbiotica. That might be a good look. And then our sleep formula on Symbiotica is a very, very beautiful approach to sleep alchemy. So I don't believe in sleeping pills and you know, pharmaceuticals, I think they're extremely gnarly and they cause crazy rebound effects and they dilapidate the system. I get it. If you have been completely, um, if your system's failing in so many ways, then they might prescribe that and you might need to get on that briefly. Um, but I believe in going the traditional route, which is mineralization, herbs, amino acids, and that's what our sleep formula is. And it's got crazy reviews. I use our sleep formula usually when I'm traveling from time to time. My sleep is so sound um, that I don't need it every night, but I know many people that take it in perpetuity and it's working great for them and I'm happy. Um, so uh, take a look at our sleep formula on Symbiotica. It's it's the best out there. Um, we, you know, we have barely one milligram of a plant-based melatonin in there. Obviously, we have GABA and some of the herbs in there as well. And melatonin is controversial as a, su as a supplement, um, but most supplements out there are using five, seven, 10 milligrams, and they're doing overages on it. We have below one milligram. We have just enough to get a one milligram on there. So I think it's like 0.6 or 0.7 in there. And um, it's in, the, it's in the, the alchemy of that formula, which is just, which is just fantastic. Other than that, common sense, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to these fundamentals like water and sleep and movement and stuff like that, just play some common sense for you. Like just analyze your lifestyle, analyze your experience, analyze how deep into the night you're involved in other people's drama and TV and, you know, all this stuff and find balance because you're, if you're not feeling good and you're dysregulated and you're waking up 